Turn to your neighbor. Say these words, I want double. All right, turn to your neighbor. Say to them, I want double. Turn to your neighbor. Say this, I want double. It's not just say, it's declare. Amen? I got a word, I'm going to be as quick as I can, but I'm going to be as purposeful as I can in this moment. God is reshaping your life. God is retuning your life. One, we honor um, Pastor Alan and Pastor Eleanor. We thank God for what they've done. We thank God for the season. We thank God for me and for Pastor Karen who are here in the season. We thank God for a season. But I want to tell you now, today, we thank God for Pastor Nicole. We thank God for Pastor Will because God is tuning and making a new space. And I want you, to, I want you guys to believe with them. We're believing for double. Amen. See, your past, whatever your pastors believe, will have a way of translating onto you. Good and not so good. So it's really important that you and I understand that we've got to believe for our double. We've got to believe for our double. Because it, whatever we're believing for, we'll attract toward us. I want to talk into this real quick. So why you grab your Bibles, because it is Sunday, dust it off. Here we go. Second Kings. Chapter 2, verse 9, we're not really going to go heavily into it, but if our, uh, if our mate is quick, quick on the computer, he might get it up for you as well. Second Kings, chapter 2, verse 9. If we could have the um, new King James, that would be amazing. The, the NIV or nearly inspired version is kind of, no, joking. But if we could have the new King James, that would be awesome. Nope. I'm just going to paraphrase, Okay. You got your Bibles out? You got it ready? Yeah. Everybody know what this says? Elisha. Uh, Elijah turns to Elisha and he says these words. Oh, it says this. When they had crossed over, Elisha asked Elijah, before I go, before I go, tell me what you want. And if it's God's will, you can have it. And Elisha unashamedly looks at Elijah, Elijah and says, what you've got is good, but I believe what God is for me is double what you've got. And if it's his will, unashamedly, I'm asking for a double. Amen? You got any double believers in the room? I believe all of us should be double believers. Yes? Um, if, you, if you want to put a title to your message because there are note takers in the room, you can put this. Position yourself for double. Back in the day, uh, you know, back in the day when, when cartoons made sense, back in the day, um, we, used to, we used to have um, these kids' shows and, um, and you used to get flea circuses. Anybody remember those flea circuses? Yep, right, remember those ones? And, and what it was, basically, you know, you, you kind of have these cartoons and these fleas were bouncing around and trapezing and double flipping and off, you know, and they, they were looking pretty awesome. Well, in reality, did you know that a flea is phenomenally amazing that it can jump for its size, the biggest jump you've ever seen. It can jump six feet high. Everybody go, wow, wow. Some of you can't even jump six inches. Right? And so, um, so fleas can jump up to six feet high. Another amazing fact, fleas can be trained. I know this. 
Because some people with more time than sense decided that if we get a bunch of fleas and we put them in a jar, guess what happens? They'll jump out. Because they're six, they can jump six feet. But if you put a lid on the jar, they'll try to jump out. But they'll keep hitting their head at the top of the jar. Oh, at the, at the lid of the jar. But eventually, if you leave them in there long enough, they work out that they can't jump out. So they'll just jump to micro whatever that is, micro-measures from the top of the lid without actually hurting themselves. It's a fact. Ever been to the circus? Remember, we're old school. We didn't watch YouTube of circuses. We went to the real thing. Anyway, Right, you know, been to the circus? Yeah, put your, put your hand up. We're, we're, we're a coast. We're not, we're not in the Queen's order, all right? Have you ever been to the circus? What you're going to see are wild animals. Do you remember the elephant? Seen the elephant? Yeah. See it? All right, we went to one, the Whirling Brothers of somewhere. And there's this massive seven-ton thingy standing there with a rope on its leg, and it's connected, wait for it, to the, one of the poles of the tent that everyone's sitting in. And as a kid, I remember thinking, I think this thing could just pull the rope, you know, and everybody in the tent's going to be in trouble. Until I later discovered that that elephant was trained. And, and let me tell you how you can put a thin rope on an elephant that's been trained not to go far. First of all, you get a little elephant it's, it's a calf, by the way. Right, you get a little elephant, it's a calf, and you get a chain, a special chain. The chain is then wrapped around the foot of the elephant and latched up, but the chain has barbs in it. And whenever the elephant, because elef- baby elephants want to run, whenever they run, they get to the end of the chain, wham, they get, oh, sorry, and you get the chain and you slam it into a massive pin in the ground. And as the elephant runs away, whack, it gets this, biting chain ripping into its flesh. So the baby elephant goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm, uh, I don't want to do that, but I want to run. So he runs again. Same thing happens again. After about three weeks, uh, sorry, after about one week, when the, when the leg of the elephant has been mashed and eaten into, you then take the chain off and you put the rope on, onto the cut, mangled part of the elephant. Now, the elephant understands that if it runs to the point of resistance, it's going to be hurt. So now with the rope, it only gets to the point of tension, and then it pulls back. It withholds itself from the power that's potentially in it. Now, for all of you that are now kind of wondering whether or not we should ring the SPCA over this message... It explains that as that elephant has grown up, it recognizes that will only pull that rope to the point of resistance, and then it will dial back its power and never pull beyond its pain levels. Anybody know where I'm going this morning? I believe one of the biggest tactics that the enemy has used over so many people, even in this room, that he has littered you, that he has chained you, that he has used abuse, that he has used a limiting power to ensure 
that the pain you have felt, you will never truly express the power that exists in you naturally and also over you spiritually. This morning, we're going to break that. Because if we are to be the church, offense cannot live here. If we are to be the church that changes your world and your community, sorrow and trauma and all of the pains that are associated with those things cannot live here. The ropes must be broken. The lids must be taken off in order for you and me to fulfill the great call that God has called us to live. Amen? Anyone got an amen for me? See, it's easy to stand here and go, I'm believing for a double. When really you mean a double whiskey. No, no, I'm saying, I'm believing for a double. When all the time you try to move your double, you keep hitting the lid. All the time you keep moving your double, you keep getting that point of resistance and tension. Can I just say to you this morning, if you believe with me, it's time to believe for a double. Yes? Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say to them, I'm believing for a double. It was a nice story. I've heard it before, Pastor Aki, but no substance, no meat yet. Don't worry, we're getting there. When I was young, yes, of course I was young. Stop it. When I was young, we used to go to the movies. They weren't movie marathons you could do on Netflix. We had to pay. We had to stand in line with other smelly children. And we'd have to all cram into an old building that wasn't earthquake safe and definitely didn't have any fire extinguishers in the room. And we'd watch movies. And the big three for men or boys, Arnie movies, Sly Stallone movies, and what else? Well, for me, Bruce Lee movies. Bruce Lee movies. They were the, they were the three, they were the big three. And every time on a Saturday afternoon, Saturday matinee, me and my mates would get out of those movies and guess what we wanted to be? We wanted to be just like Arnie. We'd stand walking past, the, walking past our reflections and, 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 the, and at the shops and, you know, we'd, we'd do, any of you other kids do slow-mo fights? You know, slow-mo fights with your mates, you know, we'd all do that, slow-mo fights, and then they'd get a little bit quicker, and then before you knew it, you were having actual fights, and it was cool because I was always bigger than most of my mates, so I could be the Arnie, right? But what happened was we imagined a world where we were the heroes, we, made, we grew up in a world that told us, with a bit of work, Rocky, you can change the world. And if you're the hero of the world, you'll get the girl. <laughs> I want to encourage you this morning. It's time to imagine again. See, I think we're living in a world that is trying to get you to not imagine that you could be a hero. And that means that you're looking more at Facebook, YouTube, influences, and not enough at the true influence of the Word of God. Because the Word of God tells you that you are more than able, that He's the God of the impossible, that He says what, what men think is impossible, I make possible. See, I read those things, and it agrees with me because I believe with all my heart that I'm called to be a hero. I believe that before I got saved, 
when I got saved, all of a sudden I went, yes, I can actually be a superhero. And one day I'm going to stand before my God in heaven. He's going to say to me, well done, good and faithful, Arnie. I mean, well done, good and faithful servant. You have brought the light to my life. Not because I achieved, but because I believed that what he said of me was true and I could do it. Amen. And today, church, can I encourage you? That's our role. It's our role. Just just believe it. So why don't we? Romans 12, 2, it, says the, it is the Bible, so why don't we grab it out again? It says this, 12, 2. I won't go for time's sake in the whole lot, but I'll just say this. Be not conformed by the ways of this world, but what be? Right, be not we're, we're pretty quiet now. So what's going on, church? I mean, I'm asking for a double noise, all right? Be not what? Be not what? But what be? Be transformed. That's right. Be not conformed. Be transformed. We heard a lovely word about somebody who was going through a metamorphosis stage. Amen. Being transformed. So why is it that we can be easily conformed? Easy. Remember the ant, uh, sorry, the flea? Remember the elephant? It's not the power of God that's the fault. It's not God's side of heaven that's the issue. It's our side of heaven that's the problem. Amen? Because we limit ourselves. See, if Coast is to be the church that God demands she to be, then it requires all of us. To live double lives. How do you grow 100 new locations? Easy. Oh, sorry, 100. How do you double 100 locations? Easy. Everybody just plants a church from their location. That's simple. How does your life become double? Easy. You just double yourself. Isn't isn't that, isn't that so simple? Yeah, so, you know, how do I become more loving? Love. How do I become more faithful? Have faith. You know, how, 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 you, know it's not, it's, it, you don't need some big, you know, um, lesson on, on this, that, or the other. Just believe, have faith, and just do what you feel God's called you to do. And if you can do that, you will show the light and the love of God. Too many people are, are living testaments of the, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Just going around and around and around. Any, anybody older than 50 in the room will tell you. Sometimes life just feels like a roundabout. But when you're this age, life is a highway. Man, let's go for it. I believe not so old person and not so young person, and we got to believe, we got to live according to what the Word of God says. Be not conformed, but be transformed. Amen? So first one. Here's the first point. Oh, I'm going to be real quick. But to be fair, I was only given 20 minutes, so calm down. Right, so, um, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, Pastor Will, Pastor Will said we're out of here at 10.30. Here's the keys, lock up. No. All right, number one, what's going in is going to be coming out. That's your first point. You want double? Understand that whatever you're, whatever you're allowing to go into you is what's going to be coming out of you. Bible talks about the ear gate, the eye gate, and the heart gate. What you allow through these things, what you allow through these things, 
generates life here, and he comes out of this thing. Whatever you are putting in is going to come out. Give me 15 minutes with somebody, and I'll buy the coffee, and I'll tell you what's in there. Not because I'm anything special, but because Jesus said, as, as, uh, as the mouth speaks what? The heart is full of. So number one, uh, what's going in is also going to be coming out. Proverbs 4, verses 23 to 24 says this. Above all things, guard your heart. For from it, from the heart, flow the issues of life. Whatever you, whatever's coming out of your mouth is what's being marinated in your heart. Give me 15 minutes with you, I can tell you what you're marinating on. Is it conformed to the world or is it being transformed by the power of God? I'm not here trying to make anybody feel rotten. I'm here to oppose the powers of darkness, which is trying to tell us that this is normal. It is not normal. It's not normal. At a time where there is more money, where there is less debt, where there is so much food, where there's a health system that's phenomenal in this country, how is there an increase in anxiety, depression, and worry? We've got nothing to worry about. I'll tell you why, thanks for asking. I'll tell you why. Because the Bible is very clear that whatever you're putting in is what's coming out. If you're spending too much time worrying about what's going on around the other parts of the world and look at this fight, look at this worry, look at these unsolved mysteries, look at this, look at... What happens is you're putting worry, concern, and doubt on the inside of you. And before you know it, you get a preacher up here trying to preach a word. You're kind of going, that's all right. I mean, didn't really have much of a slideshow, so I don't know. No, come on. We wage war against... Spectator Christianity. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, oh, this, this isn't too bad. Matthew twelve thirty four. Jesus said what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Everyone say, speaketh. Everyone say, speaketh. Here's a joke. What do you call a, what do you call a youth group with no youth? Youthless. Right, I'm um, so. Number two, who are you walking with? Who are you doing life with? Second Kings 2 was our starting scripture. He said, Elisha, before I leave, before I leave, I want you to know that whoever you are doing life with, whoever you are in common union with, communion with, that they are impacting and rubbing off on you. And it's really important that if you want double, you've got to find double people. Uh, and I mean, I mean 6XL. Uh, I mean, you need some double people. You need some people that, are, that, that have got something on the inside of them, that are, that are hungry for the Word of God. Hungry for his call for their lives? My Pastor Will and Nicole, they are hungry for the will of God. You need to get around them. Do communion, do life. Now, before I go, Elisha, what can I do for you? These are the words that people who are doing life with you 
always have at the front foot, at the front of their mouths and of their minds. It's not just about me, it's what do you need. See, we're living in a time of Christianity where it's like, I want your gift, I want your vision, I want this, and I want that, but I don't want anything else. Just give me what I want so that I can fulfill my ministry. Be careful who you're walking with, amen? Proverbs says, better the wounds of a friend than what? The kiss of an enemy. Better the wounds of a friend than the kiss of an enemy. How many of us? Are kissing our enemies? Ah, none of you were suckers enough to put your hands up. Last point. We bring it, out, bring it back to reality. Jesus said, ask, seek, knock. Jesus said, ask, seek, and knock. You have to have a faith and a flow in your faith that has an ask, a seek, and a knock about who you are and about what God has called you to and the promises that he has made for you. God is not your teacher in your school, millennials, where just because you went to church, you get a participation certificate and you get heaven. That's not how this works. God has a plan for you, and it is concealed in him, and it is the thing of kings to search out that which God has for you. Don't think he's just, you know, because you wore a lovely, got dressed up today, that now I'm going to speak. No. You might think to yourself, wow, there was a prophetic flow this morning. It doesn't happen just because, you know, we played nice music. That happened. That happens because, and we were talking about this on the way coming in. That happens because, like these guys, and many of you in the room, we have done years of walking along men and women who move in this ability, and we're able to gather off that anointing and take a hold of it. And then at the right time, God will say, now's that time. Bring it out. Bring it out. So we can't just sort of show up. I've, I've heard people say, I love, I love what you do on that stage, Rocky. I wish I could do that. Have you, can I just say, are you willing to do what I've done to be on the stage? Because that's the magic. Amen? The secret source is not the microphone. The secret source is the ability to stand, walk, ask, seek, knock, and say, God, whatever it is that you want for me, I'm willing, 100%, hands up. Yep, my bank account's yours. Yep, my kids are yours. Yes, my marriage is yours. Yes, my life is yours. God, anything you want me to do. And that doesn't mean glory, glory, hallelujah, by the way. Not everyone is called to do church, to do church. Most of us are called simply to be light and life in the darkness that we already are living in. Amen? There is a purpose and a will for everyone. Stand to your feet. I told you we wouldn't be long, but one thing we will do as we want to make a, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Now, before you kind of go down, well, I've already given my life to Jesus. Can I simplify it for you again? Giving my life to Jesus is this. God, I got a plan for my life. And actually, I think it's pretty good. But I want to give that up 
And I want to say, I want to line up with your plan for my life. That's what I'm talking about. I've got a good plan. I mean, it's a good plan. You know, like you can really work for me. But in this moment, I want to acknowledge that God, I want to walk in the life you've got planned for me. If that's you this morning with our eyes closed, our heads bowed, our hearts open, if that's you, you're saying, yeah, God, in this moment, God, I, I want to give my life to you. God, for your purpose and for your call, if that's you, would you just then, would you just um, just indulge me? Raise your hand real quick. I'll see you and acknowledge. Awesome. Uh, awesome. It's great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, there's, about five or six of them. We just want to carry this on, not to lengthen it out. Thank you. Um, not to lengthen it out, but just more just to give an opportunity. Just to give an opportunity, God. Yeah, thank you so much. I see your hand there. Yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Anybody else? I don't want to close out this moment. And this is not to take away from anybody else. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I don't want to take this moment from anyone else this morning. Um, that, that, you know, that you didn't put your hand up. Oh, God loves you. God has a plan for you. And I know that in your heart of hearts, in your secret place, you are ready and you are willing to say, God, all that you have for me, I'm ready. But for those who have raised their hands and indicated this morning, I want to pray a prayer for you. God, you see these hands that have been raised and indicated. God, I don't want to, just do my life for my life. I want to do my life for your life. God, the life that you've called me to. God, in you, Father, I can receive my double. So, Father, for those who've raised their hands, God, they're saying, you know, that's enough. Had enough of living on singles and halves and sometimes quarters and sometimes emptiness. But God, today, I'm believing for a double. God, right now, for all of those who raise your hand, but for everyone in the room, would you encourage us all by simply repeating this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I come into your presence. I give my life. Father, would you enter my heart and cause me to go for the double portion from here on out in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Church, it's been so awesome having you uh, being a part of um, this morning and um, as is our tradition, if you would like ministry afterwards, uh, myself or Deepak and Pastor Karen and others, I'm sure would love to um, pray for you and with you. God bless.